investing in property makes sense. Investing in the right property takes knowledge. Welcome to the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. I'm Jared McCabe, Director of Wakeland Property Advisory. Join me for expert insights into the fundamentals, trends and opportunities to help you create long-term wealth through smart property decisions. Hi everyone and thank you for joining me for episode 15 of the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. So finally, we've got some light at the end of the tunnel from a property perspective here in Melbourne. Now, by no means is this going to uh, allow for a normal spring market, but it does provide us with some hope. And in the immortal words of uh, the great Andy Dufresne, hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. So we've been hoping for some easing of restrictions um, for a long time in Melbourne, um, and it looks as though it's going to come in the in the form of one-on-one inspections. Um, Now, we'll get to that in a bit more detail in a moment, but just to give a bit of an overview on the current situation, um, the market has certainly been, uh, it's certainly ground to a halt very quickly when uh, when things have locked down. There've certainly been some buyers who've been prepared to purchase properties sight unseen, uh, but they're definitely far and a few and far between. Um, Some agents uh, and vendors have been prepared to take the gamble um, and provide access, perhaps under the cover of darkness, to properties to allow for some inspections. But it's a very, very risky move, um, given the consequences that can come about from that. So, unfortunately, as Melburnians, um, the current climate is is nothing new to us. The 2020 spring market suffered a um, a very similar fate to what we've been experiencing in uh, in recent times. Um, and this is the time when the market is usually at its peak from a transactional perspective. Um, but unfortunately, um, at its lowest count last year, there was just 1,411 listings that were added to the market for for this for sale uh, in the four-week period leading up to September 6th, which at the time was 80% below the previous five-year average, according to CoreLogic. So significantly down. And this year, according to the REA Group, for the seven weeks after the start of the fifth lockdown, property sales plummeted by uh, 45%. But if we wanted to try and take the positive um, view on things, what we have seen is how quickly and well the market can respond. And it certainly did that last year, which should give buyers and vendors um, this year confidence that the uh, the market may well respond like it did um, leading into Christmas in 2020 and, and certainly at the start of this year. And I'm, I would certainly expect that to continue. There's certainly very strong demand and supply still sitting there ready to go. Um, and when Melbourne was locked down free, the REI figures for March, the March quarter this year, showed that the median price in Metro Melbourne jumped uh, by 8.8%. And that was certainly the biggest quarterly increase since December 2009, which was post the GFC recovery. Um, and we also saw a real surge in uh, late autumn uh, last year and leading into winter, sorry, this year, leading into winter, um, when things can usually be quieter and supply numbers then were, were quite strong. Okay, so let's have a look at the outlook for the remainder of 2021. Now, as I said earlier, the state government has now announced some mining easier of restrictions will occur when 70% of Victorians aged 16 years and older have received at least one dose of vaccine. Now, the initial um, anticipated date for this to occur was the 23rd of September, but things are certainly looking quite positive at the moment, and it could be as early as the 18th or 19th of September, which would be great. Um, and this is where our hope as an industry has finally come to fruition. At this point, um, private one-on-one inspections will be allowed for unoccupied properties. 
um, but auctions will remain online at this point in time. Now, this will bring us up to a similar level to, level to what Sydney has been um, going through and, and allowing their property market to, uh, to continue to function. And that's a good thing. Um, and that's what we're hoping that the market will be able to do for the remainder of the year. Now, there's no doubt that this will bring many buyers and vendors back into the market and give them the confidence to do that. There will be some that will prefer to hold off, particularly those that are in a uh, discretionary position and perhaps don't need to sell right at the moment. Um, they may well prefer to uh, hold off into 2022 when perhaps things will be back to some form of relative COVID normal. Um, so let's have a look at how the market might function for the remainder of this year. Their things will be far more condensed than what they've been in the past. So initially, don't certainly expect to see full four-week campaigns for auctions or for an ex expression of interest. Many properties that have that are currently online and have been for a number of uh, a number of weeks um, have certainly had enough exposure, and, and buyers that are ready to go know that they're there and are ready to move once um, these restrictions are eased. So. A couple of weeks for inspections, uh, for contract checks to occur, for building inspections to be done, and just general due diligence will be more than enough time. Um, auctions, well, they'll remain online for the foreseeable future, but there, I think there's going to be some differences there too, in that you can expect many to be conducted on weekdays, um, most likely in the late afternoon evenings, because there's not really going to be any benefit of having a, a Saturday auction online. The market's going to be very labor intensive, particularly for sales agents. Um, and I think what they're likely to do is try and keep Saturdays and even weekends um, for inspections because that's when people, buyers will have a degree of flexibility and they'll keep their auctions um, to midweek. I think that you'll also need to uh, expect to see more expression of interest campaigns than what there traditionally would be um, in differing price brackets they can easily be converted to an online auction if that's what's deemed suitable by the vendor and the um, and the agent. But they also give a bit more flexibility. Uh, so things can change. They can uh, alter the, uh, the length of the campaign, bring things forward, push things out if needs be. So I just expect that there will be a few more expression of interest campaigns put out. Um, usually this time of the year, there's a number of different, Melbourne's a very seasonal market and there's usually a, a, a lot of different uh, public holidays, school holidays and events on that can impact a uh, an auction campaign. I don't expect those holidays and uh, events to have the same impact that they usually would. So for instance, the AFL Grand Final, um, which is coming up in a few weeks' time, don't expect that to be a non-existent weekend. I think there'll be a hell of a lot of property inspections that will occur. If some people do prefer to have their auctions on that Saturday, that will still go ahead as well. So I think if the uh, easing of restrictions does come about, there'll be a lot of property inspections occurring on the AFL Grand Final Day. The other benefit is that the um, the actual Grand Final is not starting Melbourne time until quarter past seven. So you won't be missing out on anything by, um, by going and doing your inspections uh, during the day. Um, and I expect also the market to run right up to Christmas. Now, every year we have the discussion, is it going to draw to a, a close uh, as soon as we hit December, which can quite often occur. Um, people's focus changes towards holidays, towards family time, that type of thing. Um, but because of the condensed nature of the market this year, I expect that, um, that it will run right up to Christmas. We may be seeing uh, uh, evening twilight auctions um, 18th, 19th, 20th of, uh, of December this year. 
Okay, so let's have a look at um, things on a more specific basis. So from a, like we sometimes do, a vendor's point of view, but also from a buyer's perspective before we get to uh, the stories for this week. So from a vendor's point of view, there are a lot of questions that vendors need to ask themselves. So how far, if you are looking to sell, how far down the sale path are you at the moment? Um, is there much more work that needs to be completed to the property before taking it to the market? And how much time is this work going to take? Will that leave enough time to then uh, sell the property and have a successful campaign this year? Um, have you engaged a stylist as yet? Uh, have you had photos taken? When will they be done? And have you engaged an estate agent as yet to, to assist with the sale process? Um, and then also, as we've said with the uh, at the moment, with the restrictions around providing one-on-one uh, inspections to properties, they can only be done to unoccupied properties. So if you are looking to sell, do you have somewhere else that you're able to go and live so that your property is able to be inspected by prospective buyers? So there's a number of things there that that does that do need to be taken into account. Um, and the other consideration is, will the market be better um, next year and perhaps for, for my type of property? So should I, if I'm able to, consider looking to sell next year rather than now? But if you do make the decision to sell this year, um, when should I sell? So is October is quite often a, a very highly supplied market, and I think this year will be no exception to that, given the uh, condensed nature of the market. Um, or should I push back and, and perhaps wait until till closer to Christmas, or do I run the risk then of um, if the property doesn't achieve the price that I was hoping to, that it, it could then sit there over the Christmas New Year and become and come a little stale. So that's another consideration. Do I is my type of property that might be impacted by those holidays or or events that do occur in Melbourne um, between now and Christmas? So should I be considering that? Um, and what method of sale should I use? Um, is an auction still going to be the best, or perhaps I should look at a private sale or an expression of interest if there's going to be some differences in the market? These are all things that just need to be considered. It may not mean that you need to change anything, but they are considerations that need to be made. Um, okay, and then let's look at things from a buyer's perspective. So as always, with from a buying point of view and with anything from a property perspective, but particularly buying in this market, preparation is definitely going to be key. Because of that labor-intensive market that I spoke about earlier, you need to book in your inspections with agents as quickly as possible. So as soon as a property hits the market, you need to be trying to get access to that property as soon as you're able to. Particularly um, if you feel as though you may need more than one inspection. So if you need to come back with a partner or with family, um, if you need to buy yourself more time, you're going to need to get that first inspection done as, as early as possible. Keeping close and regular contact with your agent. Um, things are likely to move fairly quickly. There'll be some fairly anxious vendors around um, who may be prepared to pull the trigger if a, um, a very organized buyer puts in a, uh, an acceptable and, and compelling offer early days. Then things may move very quickly. And by keeping in close contact with your agents, you may also get extra opportunities that you may not um, have been aware of. So pre-campaign uh, inspections, I think could well be more prevalent between now and the end of the year. Because again, if you've got anxious vendors, they may be looking to sell as quickly as possible. And if they don't need to go down a full um, campaign track, perhaps they've bought something already and just want to get their property sold. If you can give them an acceptable offer, things could move fairly quickly. So there's, there's benefits of, of keeping in regular contact with the agent at the moment. Uh, I'd also suggest to do as much due diligence prior to the inspection as possible. Um, 
What that allows you to then do is to move fairly quickly once you have inspected the property and you have determined that it is right for you. So it might be getting a contract before you go and inspect the property and getting your solicitor to review it, speaking to your building inspector and saying, listen, I've found a property that I really like. I'm going to inspect it tomorrow. Once I've done that, if I, I'll give you a call. If you're then able to book in an inspection ASAP for me, that'd be great because then I'm looking to put an offer forward or in case someone else puts an offer forward, I'm ready to move with a Zoom auction or whatever the uh, the agents determined will be the method of selling it. Um, understand the rules and the regulations that um, are going to be in place. So the fact that you will um, only be able to be at one at a property for 10 minutes, most likely, and then you'll need to, to be moving on. So if you feel as though that's not going to be enough time or if you want to be able to move quickly, try and get both you and your partner, if that's the case, um, through the property at the same time. Again, so that you're organized and prepared and ready to go. Um, be mindful of the desperation that may be present when the market does open and don't try not to get caught up in that. But on the flip side of that, also don't necessarily expect things to slow down and that you'll be buying property for cheaper next year than what you are at the present time because I don't feel like you will be. So it's a it's a thin line that you need to walk and balance, but you, you do need to be prepared to pay um, good prices uh, when the market opens. But don't get caught up in a, a, a silly back and forth that, that just takes a property to a price that's not going to be um, workable um, and stack up for months, if not years, um, to come. Okay, so let's have a look at a um, at the stories for this week. Um, again, I've, I've broken this down into a, uh, a vendor and a buyer's perspective. Now, the thing here, I guess, is that um, there's probably no one-size-fits-all going forward, and, and we've obviously got a number of vendors who we're working with at the moment, um, and we're expecting some very strong results between now and the end of the year when the market does open. Um, some of these properties are already on market and are being advertised and are getting very, very good responses. Uh, we've had some where there's been um, buyers that have been prepared to purchase property sight unseen, but I've suggested to the vendors in those circumstances that I feel as though those campaigns are going very well. We want to give everyone an opportunity and there may well be buyers out there who are prepared to pay more than that, um, but not to do it sight unseen, which I don't think is unreasonable either. Others, um, well, they haven't hit the market yet, but they will as soon as restrictions ease. Um, and again, we'll, we'll, we'll respond quite well um, given the way that they're presented. And then we've got other properties that um, need some minor works done to them, still need to be styled and have photos, that sort of thing taken. And then we'll hit the market there from there going forward to make sure that we give them the best chance. So it's not taking shortcuts um, in trying to uh, achieve something sooner rather than later, particularly if the vendors are in a position where they just want to achieve the best result possible. Now, we've also got a number of clients that are in a, that discretionary posi position that I mentioned before and are likely to hold back and not sell until next year. And that's for a variety of reasons. They might need to do still a bit more work to the property. But also we've had discussions around types of properties that may actually, um, the market may be in a better position next year and therefore holding off gives us a better chance to get a, a stronger result. Um, so it's really very much from a vendor's perspective about looking at what's best for you, but also what's best for the property itself to achieve the best result and, and making sure that you, you have a very good understanding of the pros and cons of your property to be able to determine that. 
Then from a buyer's perspective, it, it is very much the same. Again, no one-size-fits-all strategy. However, with buyers, it's very much about the right property presenting and then being in a position to be able to move on that property when it does does come about. Um, so what we've been doing is making sure that our, our clients are ready and so that when the right property does present, that they are in a position to be able to move around finance, all those sorts of things. Um, and But we have been very firm with majority of our clients that um, purchasing in the last few weeks is not the right thing to do uh, in that we need to be able to physically inspect properties um, to determine whether or not they're the right property. Many clients over the years have purchased properties themselves sight unseen, but we have inspected them. So we've got someone there working on their um, in their best interest to make sure that they're buying the right property um, and that it's that the risks um, are as minimal as possible. Um, so there are a great number of, of properties that we are waiting to inspect on behalf of clients um, that are being advertised at the moment. And as soon as the market um, does allow for one-on-one -on -one inspections, we've been speaking on a regular basis with the agents to ensure that they know that we are interested in the property and that once those um, restrictions are eased that we would like to inspect. So they'll be followed up with further conversations with those agents over the next week or so to start to book times in once we've got a clear understanding of when that will be able to be done so that we are in a position to be able to move when the property is ready to be sold. So this is why I feel at the moment the market is a little bit like a rubber band. Um, it's been wound up tighter and tighter and tighter from a buyer's and a vendor's perspective. Buyers being really ready and wanting to buy, vendors needing and wanting to sell because they haven't been able to for almost two months. Um, and so I feel as though when it does open over the next couple of weeks, that there's going to be a bit of an explosion and there really will be some, some strong transactions occurring, um, which will be great. So that's about it for this week's episode of the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. Thanks for joining me for episode 15. As always, please feel free to share the podcast. Uh, and if you would like to um, to subscribe, um, contact us, and we'll certainly put you down on our list to uh, to keep you up to date. If you have, if you would like further information on how to make rewarding property decisions, please visit our website, wakeland.com.au, and we wish you all the best with your property decisions. <music>